God help me this morning. Oh God help me this morning. God help me. I'm the one that you came for. I'm the one that you loved. I'm the one that you rose for. I'm the one, I'm the one that you died for. He didn't have no business dying except that he died for me. That was his love. He was buried for me. He was buried as me. And when he resurrected, it's not a cliche at the logic church. It's, it's the reality of the believer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So don't get tired when we say, is that all they have to say? If that's all we have to say, that's enough. I said, that's enough. Welcome this thing for me, please. If that's all we have to say, that's enough. I said more than enough. Is Hooper enough? Because Hooper, Hooper is much more. It's much more than enough. I said it's Hooper enough. I said it's much more than enough. Glory to God. Sit, sit, we're just talking. We're just talking. I feel the love of God in the room. Oh my God. I'm so loved by God. I like how when you respond, I'm so loved by God. And nobody can convince me otherwise. I'm so loved by God. I said, I'm so loved by God. I said, I'm so, oh my God. No, I'm not begging him to love me. He's loving me already. And he's doing a fantastic job. I like the atmosphere. You people are in the spirit today. Make that shout more resound. That's my church. You will shout in this service. Because when light comes, every darkness will disappear. That's the church here. That's it. That's it. I'm so loved by you. Hey, no, I'm not second guessing. I'm Hooper Love. Hey, hey, you didn't preach. I said, I'm Hooper Love. Much more, I'm loved. Too loved by God. I said, I'm too loved by God. I'm too, ah, go I'm so, my God. So love, I never need an extra love in my life. The way he loved me, the believer cannot ever be love deficient. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said the way that he has loved me, I will never be love deficient. I will never be love sick. So you try, love. You don't know he loves you. You don't. You don't know yet. And just in case you don't get any gift for the Valentine, he loves me. Get somebody in your life right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're getting blessed already. I'm loved by God. If that's all I get to say today, I'm fine. I'm loved by God. This can change your mind. I love it. This can change your mind. It can, it can. God's love is therapy. God's love is therapy. You can have therapy session and have relapse. Not with God's love. You're never relapsing. Even if you relapse, you relapse into more love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
expect love, <laughs> love, and more love. Come on, say, I expect love, love, and more love. Put your hands together, give God praise in this room. Oh my God. How are we going to do this today? You'll just stay here, let's roll together. It's so beautiful to know God loves you. How many of you enjoyed last Sunday's teaching on when God ran? Can we run a little further this morning? <laughs> Let's see what God has for us. I, I think it's going to bless you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He loves me like that. I said he loves me like that. He loves me like that. He loves me like that. Loves me like that. Huh. He loves me like that. He loves me like that. I'm so loved by God. Oh, he loves me. God is not, um, how, how did I put it again? God is not surprised by your flaws. When you messed up and all this, ah, God is not surprised. God is not surprised. And one of the things that I want you to know is this. His knowledge of your sins is not superior for his love for you. You didn't hear what I said. His knowledge of your sin is not superior to his love for you. So he knows what you've done. He knows how messed up you are. But that's not higher than his love for you. So his love for you will always overwhelm, overshadow, override everything that you've done wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's how much God loves you. And so God, was, <laughs> God does not reduce his expectation of you so that he won't be disappointed in you. God is never like, ah, I don't get hope for this guy. Make a reduce him. Guy go mess up very soon. God does not reduce his expectation of you so that he's not disappointed in you. He's always expecting more of you. And even when you mess up, he's not shocked because he already knew. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. So I'm going to ask you to stand up again like we normally do. Just real quickly, let's read the scripture. That's our opening text as always. This is our culture here. We stand for the reading of God's word. John 3.16. John 3.16.
Can we read together as a mass choir? One, two, three, go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. One more time, do it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Father, we thank you because the entrance of your word gives us understanding and newness to the simple. We are better by your word. I have nimbleness of mind and I have such a people are edified, the demons are terrified, and you alone is glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Put your hands together. Give God praise. Find your seat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So let's walk. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, but I need you guys to just be around. Let's, let's run. So John 3.16, where we started from last Sunday, we'll just go back again and I'll show you a few things there. Um, how many of you like that we spent some time in John 3.16 last Sunday? We just spent some time there unpacking some things. That's what we should stay. <laughs> All right, let's see what we can do from there today. Okay. One more time, tell your neighbor he loves me like that. Yeah, he loves me like that. He loves me like that. So, um, John 3.16... Let me start by saying, first of all, that Christianity is easy when you know that it is done. Christianity is hard when you try to walk. Christianity is easy when you know that it's done. Christianity is hard when you want to walk. You're not called to walk. You're called to rest. Does that make sense? You're called to rest. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so some people grew up in families where till today your father has never said to you i'm proud of you do i have a living witness don't be shy raise your hand up we are plenty <laughs> your father has never said because i mean if you went to school like some of us who did hoping that you what you will realize is this you're only told i'm proud of you when you come first in class so in other words, they were waiting for you to perform before they can give you credit. But God doesn't wait for you to perform. He gives you the credit. Why? Because Jesus already performed. So are you hearing what I'm saying? I said Jesus performed. So what you are getting is not from your performance, it's from his performance. Does that make sense? And because it's his performance, simply because that cannot be deleted, your credit from God cannot be deleted. Do you see what I'm saying? So God is not waiting for you to do well so he can say, I'm proud of you. No, no, no. He said it to you now. That's why you're doing well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Notice, children who are healthier children, mentally speaking, are those who have received more love from their homes. Not those who receive more cane. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Cain does not build up a child. Love builds up. Hey, da, da, yeah. I, I said Cain does not build I'm not saying she don't flog your kids some people don't flog I mean you should spank them sometimes because those kids can be troublesome really yeah I'm not saying you should not spank them I'm just saying that if the goal of caning them is to build them up you have lost the goal because God doesn't build up by caning God builds up by loving do you see what I'm saying? So it is love that builds up, not Cain. So God is not waiting for you to fall or do something stupid. He's already giving you love before you... So his love went ahead of your fall. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? His love went ahead of your fall. 
So God is not surprised that you fail. Mm -mm. His love went ahead of your fall. Come on, say, his love went ahead of my fall. Yeah, so he's not tripped off by that. He's not um, caught unawares. No, he knows. His love went ahead of your fall. So God is not shocked. So he's been saying, I'm proud of you from the world go. I'm proud of you. That's what happened with Jesus when he was baptized. Notice that he had not done any miracle at the time. He had not healed anybody. He has not done anything, you know, powerful. And when he came out, there was a declaration. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He hadn't done anything. So God was pleased with him because he was his son. God is not pleased with you because you did the miracle. Healing does not get you credit from God. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Walking in the gift of the Spirit does not make you powerful in the eyes of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's not how you become God's favorite. You are God's favorite because Christ died for you. Not because you behaved well. Not because you had a... No, no, no. Not, not by works, lest any man should boast. Are you following what I'm saying? Good. So John 3.16 then. We're in John 3.16 so John 3.16, now look at this very carefully. Follow me, follow me. What you find here is this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I said to you last Sunday, remember, that there, were, <laughs> there was no church when he died. He didn't die for the church, he died for the world. There was no church before he died. There was no believer before he died. So God loved sinners first before he loved believers. So it was loving sinners that made them believers. So it was at the point of receiving his love that the church was born. Does that make sense? But what some people also think here is that God, they think that God loved us because Jesus died. Are you following the narrative? Some people think that God loved us because Jesus died. As a matter of fact, that's the contrary. God didn't love us because Jesus died. God loved us first. That's why Jesus died. Are you following what I'm saying? God didn't love us because Jesus died. God loved us. Why? That's why Jesus died. So Jesus came from love. Put it simply, God was motivated by love. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus did not come. <laughs> How will I explain this thing to you? But are you, are you getting what I'm saying so far? God loved us before Jesus died. So it was because of his love that he came to die. It was not because he died that he started loving us. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Is that making sense to you? Yeah. So I'm loved already. It wasn't the death of Jesus that made God love me. So even if he didn't die, he would still love me. Are we, are, we, are we together? Even though Jesus did not die, God will still love me. Come on, say God loves me. I'm going somewhere. You get it. You get it. God loves me. So some... <laughs> Can I break this thing down today? Mm, mm, mm. So in scripture, there's something called the law of first mention. For those of you who study, the law of first mention states that when, the way, the way, when something is mentioned the first time in scripture, it shows you how it will be used across scripture. And many times the law of first mention is taken from Genesis because that's the beginning. That's where most things are mentioned first. So, um, 
we see John 3.16 say, For God so loved the world. The first time that love is mentioned in scripture is not in the New Testament. It's in Genesis. Genesis 22. Give me my scripture, 22. Look at this. Then God said, take your son, your only son whom you love. So the first time love is mentioned in scripture, it is mentioned in regards to sacrifice of an only son. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So every time love was made, the first time is mentioned is mentioned with regards to sacrifice of an only son. So God is saying to Abraham, take your son, your only son. Why is he emphasizing your only son? Because the guy has two sons. There's Ishmael and there's Isaac. But in the eyes of God, Ishmael is not Abraham's son. Ishmael is the son of Abraham. Because he was giving birth to before the name was changed. So the person who gave birth to Ishmael died before he gave birth to Isaac. He died. So Isaac came out from the fall. Mm. Ishmael came out from the fall. Isaac came out from grace. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So Abraham died, resurrected into Abraham and gave birth to Isaac. So Isaac came from resurrection. That's why his name is Laughter. Because you will laugh on resurrection morning. For weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So you couldn't laugh with Ishmael. Hey. You couldn't laugh with Ishmael. There's no laughter there. There's no laughter there, but there's laughter in Isaac. He came from resurrection. He came from newness. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? So the first time we see this love here is God speaking to him and saying, take your only son and, and put him on the altar and all of that. Now this ties back to God saying, he did not withhold his son, Jesus, John 3, 16, but gave him that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Now go to verse 22 of, um, verse, is it verse 22, verse 12 of, yeah, verse 12 rather. Now this is at the point where Abraham has now come to offer Isaac, right? And then he's about to stab the boy. And guess what happens? God says to him, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God. Now, in the right rendering, the word fear here is not actually fear. It's now I know that you love God. But it is used as fear because in the Old Testament, you couldn't love God until you have received love. So he couldn't say he loved God because he, had, he didn't have the capacity to love God. But he says, now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. So back up to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. So how did God know that Abraham loved him? He did not withhold his son. So how do you know that God loves you? He did not withhold his son. So we know love by what you don't withhold. <laughs> Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So how do I know God loves me? He did not withhold his son. It's not, I, I didn't feel it. So I don't know love by feelings. I know love by givings. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't know love by, by feelings. I'm, I'm not feeling loved. So every morning when I wake up and I don't feel like I'm loved by God, you did not withhold your son. 
you did not withhold your son. You did not withhold your son. And as you keep saying it, listen to me. When you confess his love, the emotions will flow. I'm not waiting for the emotions. I just start speaking in terms of what he has done. You did not withhold your son. I'm loved by God. And you say it long enough, your environment begins to confess. Everything around you begins to feel like there's love in the room. Is that making sense to you? Yeah. So you don't spend time, you know, trying to feel love. Uh -uh. Love is not a feeling. It is Christ in you. Does that make sense? Love is not a feeling. It's Christ in you. Glory to God. So what you find is most people also think that when Jesus was going to die, God was not like, ah, who will go for us? Sir, should we? In Jamaica, you know that primary school story? Say they called in Jamaica. In Jamaica, say, I'm not going home. <laughs> they now called Gabriel. Not Minister Gabriel, sorry. <laughs> and Gabriel said, ah, me, I can, my own just to go and do message. Hey, Mary, full of grace, Lord is with you. That's my own. There was never anything like that. God was not under pressure to offer Jesus. And he wasn't even considering an angel. Because God was not considering an angel. Because angels can't take a lead role in a plan to to birth sons. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Angels are servants. They can't play a lead role in a plan to birth sons. It had to be a son for sons. Are you following what I'm saying now? He had to be a son for sons. So God was not considering an angel. No. He already knew right from time that he was going to give his son. So when he came to dying, Jesus had to go for it. And make no mistake, there were no three people on the, in the heaven. Say, Jesus, come and go. No, it was God who distilled himself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It was God who distilled himself and brought out Jesus from him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What do you think he was saying in Genesis? Let there be light. And Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. In the beginning, it was Jesus he was speaking. Let there be Jesus. <laughs> are, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Getting blessed. I'm coming to you. Don't worry. We're here together. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So God did not love you because Jesus died. Let me say this to you. The cross did not fix the nature of God. The cross did not fix the nature of God. The cross displayed the nature of God. Say it again. The cross did not fix the nature of God. The cross displayed the nature of God. The cross did not fix the nature of God. The cross displayed the nature of God. Because if God's character was flawed, then he wouldn't be a perfect sacrifice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If the character of God was flawed, then he couldn't be the sacrifice for sin because he was one with what he was trying to change. So God couldn't be that thing. God was absolutely perfect in himself. Is that making sense? We're going somewhere. Let's keep following. So then, I realized something. If the Bible says God is love, it means love is as old as God. Are you ready for me this morning? I need to drive. If the Bible says God is love, then it means love is as old 
as God. So in other words, love has been there from the beginning. Before the fall. Because listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If So that means love came before death. Are you following? Are you following now? Love came before death. If, if death came before love, it will mean that sin is ahead of grace. Are we here this morning? Are we learning something? I'm coming for you. Glory to God. So what that means, if love is as old as God then, it means that everything started from love and is sustained by love. So it was creation that came from love. So love is the beginning of all things. Are you with me? But something happened along the line. Love was lost in the fall. And the nature of love, who is also God, was misinterpreted in the fall and throughout the fall period. Then what happened? Love became flesh. Hey, someone, are you here? Love became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Why did he dwell amongst us? As He came to now reintroduce love. So when we saw Jesus, it was love on two feet. That's why he could not see the blind man and walk past because he had to fix something. Love cannot see something that he has to fix and walk past it. No, he saw the blind man and he said, ah, this one, receive your sight. He saw the dead man and he said, ah, rise up because love raises from the dead. Are you hearing He saw the sick and said, be healed now. So, I, love. Are you, are you with me this morning? He had compassion. So what he was trying to do was to reintroduce love that was lost in the fall. But listen to me, whilst he was walking, and that's why he met the woman by the well. Because everybody had left the woman. But he had to come and meet her to reintroduce. So whilst he was on the earth walking, he was on his way to now go and do the main display of love. But before he gets there, let him drop some doses somewhere. And give people something that they can relate with. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. So he's going and he's doing stuff. Anywhere he went, he was doing good. Almighty healer, he healed the leper. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. It was love in motion. It was love in motion. Glory to God. So he was healing. And then he got to the cross. And he did the final display. Hallelujah. He did the final display. And that brings me to Ephesians. Where the Bible begins to say that you should be rooted and grounded in love. Ephesians 3, 17, 19, KJV first. Let's, let's see what's there. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Now hold on here. This is not you rooted and grounded in doing love or professing love for God. It is you rooted and grounded in the revelation of God's love for you. So, Love is the safe planting for the believer. God wants you to stay planted in love. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Next verse. Now, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, and depth, and height. Come on now. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. So what he's saying is that you don't come to the fullness of God until you have experienced love. Until you have come to the place where you know that God loves you more than the devil hates you. 
So the more you know you are loved of God, the more you experience the fullness of God. Uh, listen to me, when I was growing up, I used to think that fullness comes from pouring things in. Look, you're not full because they poured more God. Are you here with me now? It says the fullness of God. You're not full because they poured more God. You are full because you are stirring things up. So God was fully in you, but as you began to profess his love for you, you started stirring up the fullness of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So I, I went somewhere one time to go see a friend of mine, somewhere around one Navy um, barracks one time. And when we got there, there was, a, there was a water, whatever it is, water side, and the water had gone back. Are you following me, guys? The water had gone back so we could see the shores and there were holes there. You know? So I said to him, why is the water dry? He said, that's how it is. You know, boy, when you stir it up, it will get filled up and all that. I said, find no problems. So we're just watching and seeing now. And then one, one sailor just ran across the water with his ferry. When he went full, the whole shore was filled with water. The fullness came. Why? Because there was a stirring. They didn't add water. They just stirred it. I'm saying God is in the believer, but he's dormant. When you bring the awareness of his love, there's a stirring of the fullness of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the more of God I receive in his love, the more I'm aware, the fullness of God begins to... What we did not also realize was this. The moment the water was filled up, we started seeing fishes and crabs come outside. So the treasures of God are buried inside of you when you start staring up in his love. The fullness comes to the surface. Are you hearing me? That's how I begin to flow in the power of the Spirit. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? God, see, we have a generation of people who love power, but they don't know the power of love. Are you with me this morning? There is a generation of church people who love power, but they don't know the power of love. We are not called to love power. We are called to understand the power of love. Because power can't work well without love. Hey, hey, power outside of love is a missile. It's destructive. So love is the insulator of power. Hey, hey, hey. Love is the insulator of power. So there's a naked wire here. That covering there is love. So it protects you from destruction and it carries the power to where it should go to. Do you know that if you remove the insulator here, are you guys watching me this morning? Now I'm coming to you. There's a naked wire here. If you remove the insulator, for instance, let's say this thing was carrying current. If you remove the insulator and drop it down this way, it's possible that this ground begins to shock. If you pour water around and all of that, you can't step on it with your bare foot. It starts shocking. So this thing covers the power and takes the power to the source where it was going to, the point where it was going to, without causing destruction anywhere else. That's what the power of God and the love of God is. It's a blend that is inseparable. So you can't have power without love. You kill people. That's why people think that the power of God is seen in him killing people. No, no, no. Is that he killed himself. The power of God did not kill men. He killed him. So when you say God is a killer, I don't understand you. When last did you sing, mighty healer, mighty killer? Why didn't you add killer to it? Someone got it there. Why didn't you add killer to it? God is love. And he loves you. Come on, say he loves me. He loves you. 
He loves you. Are you learning something? He loves you. So we see the power of love. Do you know there's a guy called John the Beloved? Are you with me, guys, this morning? There's a guy called John the Beloved. Now, this guy, his name is not John the Beloved. His name is John. But because he has so stayed on the revelation of God's love, he stayed on it so much that he became, the son and became the beloved. So they now call him John the Beloved. Now, something powerful happened with John the Beloved. Because of how well he has internalized God's love for him, they couldn't kill him. They tried to kill John. John did not die. They tried many means. The, the last one they tried, guess what? They put a, a, a drone of boiling oil. And then put, now imagine you that you're a frying fish and Ororo just touch you. Hey! Ororo. Then you're not started looking for honey to rub it so that it will not swell up. No, they took John, put him in a boiling oil, drone, put the guy there. Guess what? They went to open the tin after a while. And the guy came out, I'm loved by God. I'm loved by God. I said, I'm loved by God. Because when you are consumed by love, you can't be burnt by oil. When you are consumed by love, you can't be burnt by oil. He was consumed by love. They put him there, he was shouting, I'm loved by God. Because that's all he knew. He wasn't singing, send down your power. No, he was singing love. I love, I'm loved by God. He stayed on that thing. And because they couldn't kill him, guess what? They took him out and sent him to the island of Patmos. Hoping that something will happen to him, then he will die. Lions didn't see him. Wild bees didn't see him. Because love saves you in the wild. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nothing could happen to him. Why? He was so much in the love of God. And that's why he wrote the book of Revelation on the island of Patmos where they left him to die. How? So engrossed in love, you begin to see what others don't see. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, shout, I'm loved by God. Say it again, say, I'm loved by God. I didn't hear you say, I'm loved by God. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. So some of you, you are in that place where you feel like, you know what? I, I've let God down. You didn't let God down. You can't let God down. Can you give me a child there, please? Is Soteria in church? Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Soteria. Come, come, baby. Come, come, come. Let's do something together. Go and preach today. Come here. How are you? You're fine, baby. Come here. Oh, God. So, so, this is God. I'm always God in every story. So this is God and this is you. Are you with me? So when you say you let God down, 
how no who is carrying who is the person that is carrying that lets down but if I'm not carrying him I can't let him down I'm not <laughs> he's not in the hollow of my hands I'm in the hollow of his hands The problem is some of you think you have grown so much in the faith that you're no longer God's child. Every believer is God's baby. Yeah, fine, baby. Yeah. So I'm carrying her. She's not carrying me. Her weight is on me. Her, her weight is on me. If you are still feeling your weight, you are trying to carry God. If the issue is still heavy, you are trying to carry God. I love you, baby. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So the only way to let... You can't let God down. You're not carrying God. He's the one carrying you. You know when... So, so stand here for a moment. If we're going to cross a road... I would say, put your hands in my hand. It's not, <laughs> it's not her that is holding me. It's me that is holding her. Because I'm the one leading the way. And then she's following. Are you getting what I'm saying? The problem is most of you want to lead God. That's why it's hard. Because God is the way. You can't lead the way. You follow the way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So you don't let God down. Mm -mm. So Teria would never let me down. Even if she tries. Because she didn't put me up in the first place. Does this make sense to you? Yeah. I'm not carrying God. He's carrying me. The songwriter says, I hold not the rock, but the rock holds me. I'm standing on the rock that is Christ. He's the one that is carrying me. My grandmother would say, Obugimu Jim Kumi. Manankumi Jim. I spoke in tongues. Glory to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's the one that is carrying me. I'm not carrying God. I should stay here for a bit. I'm not carrying God. He's the one. You're not listening. You're not carrying God. Stop trying. Just let him love you. Just let him love you. Some of you can't take some steps because you are scared. You don't know whose hands you are in. If I, if I ask her to stand here, stand here, baby. Can you jump? She didn't think about it. She trusts me. You are still thinking. No. She didn't check. Ah, this place is too down. No. What if I fall? No, she wasn't checking. Faith doesn't think too much when love is in view. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
So when the Bible now says, be like little children, it is what it is. She has not moved since. You have been moving up and down. Stay one place. So loved by God. So, so, high five. You cannot obey simple instruction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not carrying God. Imagine her trying to carry me. That's what most of you are doing. And that's why your Christianity is very hard. So I don't understand. My prayer life, my... You are trying to carry God. Just rest. Stop your neighbor, say, Zukwani again. she's resting God's baby you never have grown her status even Baba is God's baby listen to me listen to me you can raise all the dead in this life you are still God's baby there are no adults in Christ the only children of God. Hey, that's powerful. There are no adults in Christ. The only children of God. Because the problem is when you start seeing yourself as an adult in Christ, you start feeling like you are responsible for yourself. Remove that your you and your daddy's mindset that you are not a man. No, before God, I'm not a man. No. Just leave me the way I am. Just leave me like this. I asked her twice now she's the one doing it be like children I love you baby let me take her back put your hands together for her yeah cover up properly please are you learning something yeah I'm not the one this example is enough to go home with I'm not the one carrying God he's the one carrying me so how can you let him down wasn't holding you up so there's nothing I can do to let you you sang it but you did not hear it doesn't take a trophy to make you I'll never be more loved than I am around I'll never be more loved so your love <laughs> the love God has for you does not reduce because you misbehaved it does not increase because you heal the sick. God's love is consistent throughout the ages. The same love he loved you with at salvation is the same love. As a matter of fact, he loves you the same way he loves Jesus. He doesn't love Jesus more than you. You know what Romans 5, 8 said again? <laughs> Romans 5, 8 was like, while we yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like I told you last time, you were still doing your stuff. And then he died. He didn't stop you to go and die. Now, what you figure from that is this. Sinner, God, died. Think with me. So it's more like I'm giving up. You know, I told you, what you spend on something determines how much value you have for it. So if I'm giving up, like what you're going to. If, you, if I give up my 10 
billion pounds to get the recent Rolls Royce Colina. Glory. <laughs> it will mean that I've placed both of them on the same level. I've placed both of them on the same value. As a matter of fact, because I was willing, this is this is crazy, because I was willing to trade my 10 billion pounds to get the Rolls Royce, it means I have more value for that Rolls Royce than my 10 billion pounds. So if he was willing to trade Jesus to get you, you should be shouting, I guess. more value for you than that thing. He left it. Because a man went to a field and found a treasure and then came back and sold everything he had to get thee. So he had more. That's what will he profit a man? Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are the treasure that the man found. And then he sold everything to come get you. You're not the one holding God. Stop trying. Today's own, the Lord is entering much more. But let me show you scriptures. I wasn't talking from my head. Psalm 27 verse 10, NLT. Psalm 27 verse 10. There's, there's somewhere I'm going to. I must hit it today. Now, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. You're an orphan in the room. There's no father. There's no daddy. It says the Lord he didn't say you will hold him close the Lord will hold you come on the Lord holds me the Lord will hold you close give me give me Isaiah 41 verse 10 NLT let's run on this one Isaiah 41 verse 10 now it says don't be afraid for I am with you don't be discouraged for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will hold you up with my victorious right hand who's holding here God. Are you seeing scriptures? Give me Psalm 63 verse 8, NLT. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. So because you are holding me, I can cling. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not the clinging that made you hold me. Mm -mm. I was holding on to Soteria, so she clung to me. Are you seeing Bible? Isaiah 46, verse 4, NLT. I like this thing you're doing. Just get that guy on that drum for me. We need to go somewhere. I will be your God throughout your lifetime. Hey, until your hair is white with age. Are you here with me? Oh, I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. Come on, shout glory. I will carry you. He didn't say you will carry me. Some people carry their God. Our God carry us. I will carry you. How can the scriptures? Psalm 139 verse 10, ESV. Even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Are you seeing scriptures? Psalm 73 verse 23, NLT. Yet I still belong to you. 
You hold my right hand. Are you seeing Bible? I'm going somewhere now. At this point, I will want you to shout and jump. Isaiah 49 verse 16, TLB. Look at this one. See, I have tattooed your name upon my palm. <laughs> and ever before me is a picture of Jerusalem. Walls in ruins. Listen to me. I have tattooed your name. Where is your name? On the palms of God's hands. All of you fighting tattoo. God has tattooed. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? I am the tattoo of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. He has tattooed a Amanda Shire. Come on, I'm a big deal to God. So I'm a big so every morning he wakes up, he's looking at his palms. I'm the one he's looking at. Come on, you're the one he's looking at right now. I said you're the one he's looking at. The way you are shouting is not looking like you know you are the one. I said you are the one he's looking at. You're the one he's looking at. Glory to God. Glory to God. God has tattooed. He has tattooed me. Forget about this lizard thing they are doing now. You know the tattoos cannot be deleted. It's a permanent tattoo. Forever in the hands of God. I said forever in the hands of God. Forever in the hands of God. Now it's on the premise of this then that he talks to you about Matthew 6, 25, 34, TPT, MSG. Look at this. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. Are you following the progression? This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided. Come on, all that you need will be provided. You walked into this service confused, helpless. This is a scripture for you. This is your word. I said this is your word. I said, this is your word. All that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing. Everything your body needs isn't there more to your life than a meal. Ha! Are you following me? Isn't your body more than clothing? Next verse. We need to run. Look at all the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store food. Yet your heavenly father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your father than they? Your father. I said your father. No, I said your father. Your father is the one clothing them. Your father. I can't be without clothing. Are you, are you seeing scriptures? Next verse. So which one of you by worrying could add anything to your life? you see what I'm saying? Look at this one. And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't walk or toil. Next verse. And yet even Solomon in all his splendor was robed in beauty. Was more than one of these. Was not. Next verse. So if God has clothed the middle with hay which is here for such a short time and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need, even though you live with such little faith? So even your faith won't stop him from providing. Are you here with me today? Next verse. So then, forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? Next verse. For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Hey! Unbelievers are chasing what you are chasing. That's what they are chasing after. 
Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body requires? Do you know your father? Come on, say he loves me. Next verse. Next verse, next verse. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. So what you are chasing, he says, is less important. Come on, there's much more. See, there's much more. Can we do this in message? Going somewhere. Are you getting blessed? Look at this. <laughs> if you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't force about what's on the table at meal times. Or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. Are you reading with me now? His Bible, I didn't write it. Now it says, there is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach. More to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the beds, free and unfettered. Not tied down to a job description. Careless in the care of God. Hey, hey, hey. That's what she was doing there. Careless in the care of clerks. That's how God wants you to live. I'm in the hand of God. I'm careless. Because I can trust God. He will not make a mess of my life. I said he won't make a mess of your life. And you count far more to him than beds. Next verse. Has anyone been, has, has anyone by forcing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller by such by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much difference? Ladies, glory to God. Now it says, instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the white flowers. They never print or shop. But have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. Oh my God, they throw shades. <laughs> God, they throw shades. It's scripture, man. Look at this. If God gives such attention to the appearance of white flowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he will attend to you? Take pride in you? Do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is get you to... Re Come on, shall relax. Tell your neighbors to Relax. You do the stress. Brother Bernard, relax. Are you seeing scripture? It says, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. So when, hey, so when you relax... You are preoccupied with God's giving, not getting. So God has already given something, but because you're not relaxed, you can't see it. You can't see it. God is not reacting to your problem. He provided before you had it. It's because you are so everywhere. That's why you can't see it. God provided in his love for you. So you won't understand this. Let me explain to you. You know the scripture that says, um, how shall he, if he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, 
how shall he not now with him also give you all things freely now people read that scripture and they think he's saying that he has given you Jesus and because he gave you Jesus he can now give you all things but that's not what he's saying he's saying how shall he not with him give you all things so in other words when he gave you Jesus with Jesus came all things with him are the all things so he didn't give you listen to me if the best thing God ever gave was Jesus then the rest is in Jesus are you hearing what I'm saying I love this scripture he says to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving people who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things but you know both God and how he works Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Hey, hey. He says, steep your life inside it. Don't worry about missing out. FOMO. Fear of missing out. What if, what if? No, he says, don't be afraid of that. You will find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Come on, say, my needs are met. That's how you go through hard times. That's how you go through difficult seasons. That you, you don't have the money for the bills. I'm loved by God. Because you know that when in his love, he will provide. No, in his love, he has provided. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm loved by God. I'm so loved, he can't keep me stranded. I'm so loved, he can't leave me broke. Are, are you seeing how you think? That's how you confess. I'm so loved by God. What do you think the psalmist was saying? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He had rested in his love. He was speaking from love position. getting blessed this morning come on are you getting blessed this morning glory to God Luke 12 6 to 7 MSG just go, go to go to Luke 12 go to Luke 12 I need to close Luke 12 Luke 12 I gave you Luke 12 6 to 7 MSG do you have it Glory to God. So God's love is not performance-based. God's love is not performance-based. You don't have to do something for God to love you. Luke 12. Luke 12. Luke 12. 6 to 7. Luke 12. You know, after 6, you count like 6 again. Then you get to 12. Thank you. Look at this. What's the price of two or three pet canaries? Some loose change, right? But God never overlooks a single one. And he pays even greater attention to you, down to the last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. So don't be intimidated by all this bully talk. You are worth more than a million canaries. This scripture I just came to show you. Scripture. You following what I'm saying? Scripture. You are worth more than a million canaries. Because God loves you. Are you getting blessed? Because God loves you. 
But what you don't see here is this. When he says that the hair of your head is numbered, he didn't, he didn't say they are counted. Numbered will mean that every strand has his number. And he knows each strand by the numbering. So he took his time to count and placed a number on each. For over 7 billion people on the earth. When did he find the time? And in my imagination, I think that he put your head on his laps. Just a countdown. Come on, say I'm loved by God. I'm loved by God. John 10, 27 to 29. Should I do this today? Leave the scripture, not today. Leave it, just leave that scripture. So God won't lose his character because you lost yours. I just want to be sure talking is most God won't lose his character because you lost yours. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God won't lose his character because you lost yours. So God now start becoming who he is not because you. No, God won't do it. God is consistent in his relationship with you even when you change. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So when you're bad, he's good. When you're good, he's good. Are you listening to <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. He is consistent throughout the ages. He'll heal you when you behave right. He'll heal you when you behave bad. He'll save you when you behave wrong. He'll save you when you behave right. It doesn't matter the situation. God will always come through. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So on this premise then that we get to Luke 15, 11, 24. I got to close. So Jesus now is telling a story about the prodigal son. There was a man who had two sons. Now, it's interesting to see that the story is about the man. The story is more about the man than the two sons. We've always focused on the two sons. We need to drive this thing and go home. He didn't say there were two sons of a man. There was a man... Who had two sons? Next verse. We need to run. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Next verse. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. So the guy went to do Dorime in Terimu, Ajobali. Mark this thing. They gave him his portion. They gave the other one to his portion. So this guy left with his own portion. Remember this thing. You will need it in the future. And then he goes. And then he squandered his wealth in a wild living. Next verse. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country. And he began to be in need. Next verse. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field 
to feed pigs. Next verse. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Next verse. When he came to his senses, come on, see, he came to his senses. What did he say? How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? Mm -mm, he didn't say have food to eat. Hey, are you here with me? He didn't say have food to eat, have food to spare. So the father's servants were bowling. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you here with me? I need to. <laughs> the, 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 the man, hey, when he thought about his father, he didn't think about his father's abundance. He thought about the abundance of his servants. So in our kingdom, servants are bowling too. But you see, the bowling of his servants will never make them sons. Are you here with me this morning? Yeah. So servants had more than enough. So he said, my father. Do, do you know what the guy thought about? See, my father's house. Don't play. He's plenty. He's plenty. <laughs> He's plenty. I'm imagining that he, even though he lost everything, he still had his phone. So he was going through throwback pictures. Then he saw their Instagram. These guys are bowling, you know. Went to one of them, they are snap. You know, snap, that's where all of you are misbehaving. All of you. <laughs> he was just watching, and ah, ah, my father's servants are bowling. How? He came to his senses. My father's hired servants. Now, this is very powerful. He says, My father's hired servant, not my boss, not my ogre, my father. And here I am starving to death. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Hey, I will go back to my father and I will say to him, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Next verse. So what did he remember? That the father's love wasn't changed because of his behavior. So I can go back. There's always provision to go back home. See, when you forget the last place where you forget where you are right now, remember the last place where you were. Are we together, guys? Are we following, guys? Yeah. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Now, this is a speech he rehearsed that he was going to say to the father. Are we together? So he got up and went to his father. But while his father still a long way off, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son. When God ran, I said he ran to the son. So when the day the, the day the boy left the house, guess what? The father didn't stop searching for the son. He was looking everywhere for the son. After he had looked, he, he didn't see anyone. He came back home. Give me a chair. 
there's a bar hole in that house so he will come out every morning and sit the way God is sitting waiting for some people and he's looking out maybe he'll come back today he's looking maybe he will come back today there's someone who just passed that him oh no that's not him he will wait again maybe he will come back today then tomorrow again he comes back and starts looking he's pacing around is that my ah, that's not my son that's not. because even in your mess the father can recognize you so it doesn't matter how far he had gone and how tattered he looked if he saw him from a million miles he will recognize because distance does not dissolve DNA he came out he sat again he was looking he was looking and, and I didn't tell you something I like this part you know when the when the prodigal son decided he was going to go back home it was not a walk in the park we read it like ah I will now go back to my father Father, I'm here. That's not what happened. He said it, but he didn't live like that. Because some of you have said you want to leave some things, but the thing has not left you. Come. I need you to pull me as hard as you can pull me. Don't cut my hand. So, or, or maybe you want to hold me. I know, go break my hand. Okay, just, just drag me back. So, ah, this guy is strong, go. <laughs> Protocol, sit down. Yeah, he never like that. <laughs> so, so, he said, I will go back to my father. And now he's trying to go, but the addictions are not letting him go. That's how some of you have been saying you want to go back. It's been five years. You are struggling with one thing. Now, you can be in Christ and have struggles. Doesn't mean you are not a believer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So they are struggling. So the guy said, I will rise and go back. First day, he's still there. Second day, he's still there. There's one guy, one girl that was, he was, you know, the girl said, no, you're not going back. You have strength though. He shocked me. <laughs> He said, I will not. No, guys, you must go. He said, no, I'm not going. You will not go. Masturbation held him down. He said, no, you're not going anywhere. Addictions were pulling him back. He kept going. He was trying to until he finally made it. And then he left. Now, this is the beautiful part. He shows up with the father still wearing his rags. Because sometimes you don't have to get clean to show up. You didn't have to get clean to show up. And so the father saw him from afar off. No, he didn't say, Daddy. No, the father was the one who saw him and ran. I'm saying God is about to meet you halfway. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. The father saw him and ran. That's my son there. That's my son. Hey. That's my son. The fact when God ran. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. No, he didn't mind that he was smelling. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was smelling of pigs, but the father kissed him. Because the kiss of the father will melt every stony heart. He didn't mind. He kissed him. Brought him home. There's something beautiful. Next verse, we need to close. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Look at the next verse. But the father said to his servants, Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get it, you didn't get it, you didn't get it. No. Hey, Felix, come, come, come. Felix, come, come, come. Let's do this together. So, this is the father. You'll be the father now. Glory to God. Watch, watch, watch. The son said to the father, I have sinned against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. The father said to the servant, No, you are meant to answer the person talking to you. Remember the guy had a speech. The next line after this speech will be, make me like one of your higher servants. The father said, the way they talk, you talk rubbish. I won't let you talk in the nonsense. That's Bala Blue. <laughs> he spoke to the father. The father spoke to the servant. He said, quick, bring the best rope. No, they play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who has a jacket here? Oh, help me. Oh, this one is lace. It's not jackets. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Yeah, this is a servant. Bring it, bring it, bring it. So, so wait, wait, wait. Look, look, guys, look, look at this. He says, quick, bring the best rope. But I thought they gave him his share. Whose rope are they giving him now? No, he squandered his own. Whose own are they giving him now? There's abundance in the Father's house. Am I talking to somebody here? I said there's abundance in the Father's house. You may have walked away and strayed away, but there's still something in the house for you. God is inexhaustible. There's much more in the house of God. I feel the anointing now. I feel the anointing. Whose rope are they giving him? Of course, not the elder brother's rope. It's the father's rope. Only the father has the best rope. Are you with me? So he says, quick, bring the best rope and put it on him. So he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So it looked like he came back with a disfigured identity, but now we must put righteousness, put on the robe on him. Now, now this is so powerful because hey, 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 hey. you need to jump at this point. You need to jump and shout at this point. Listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. So that, The father saw him and ran to him. He didn't let him come back inside. My neighbors will not see him like this. No. Bring the rope from inside outside. So we will clothe him outside. He will go back in like he didn't leave at all. 
for wearing the robe if you are in the father's presence he will clothe you regardless they give him this and he says put the ring on his hands and sandals on his feet it's interesting to see that the servant who brought the, sh the, the, the jacket or the robe wasn't wearing shoes because servants don't wear shoes Moses in the wilderness take off your sandals for where you are standing is a holy ground they tell Moses may come on in shoe they tell his army wear your own shoe back because sons don't walk barefooted <laughs> put it so everything he lost he's getting back again whose rights did he squander that the story isn't about the prodigal son it's about the father so actually it's about the prodigal father and the prodigal son bringing the <laughs> so the father is the one who is prodigal the father is the one who is extravagant the father is the one who is wasteful because I told you last Sunday we know you are rich by how lavish you are You can't say you are well if nobody is feeling of it. If you are rich, you should reach others. If you are rich, you should reach others. The, the essence of being rich is so that you can reach.
they fattened He didn't say bring A. So the day he left, they started fattening something. The father had expectation. This son is coming back. The day he returns, we kill something. Now behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins. For he was slain from the foundations of the... Are you hearing what I'm saying? So even if they would have killed him, the calf took his place. Because for every atonement is a sacrifice. So they were fattening the calf. They were fattening the calf. They were fattening the calf. Waiting for his return. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let us have a feast and celebrate. Next verse. Next verse. For this son of mine was dead. He didn't say this son of mine was lost. Mm -mm. He was dead. He didn't say he was badly behaved. Mm. He was dead. He didn't say he was wasteful. He was dead. He didn't say he was prodigal. We are the ones that called him prodigal sons. Because a son is still a son even when he's misbehaving. Let, let, me, let, let, me, let me say this to you. Listen to me. Listen to me. privileged as a wayward son. The most well-behaved servant is never as privileged as a wayward son. Servants don't have inheritance. Sons have inheritance. You are loved by God. And it doesn't matter how far you think you've strayed. You can stray in your consciousness, but you can't stray out of Christ. That's so powerful. You can stray in your consciousness, but you can't stray out of Christ. So the son is back home. But ideally, Come back home, there's still more. There's still more. 
God has more in store for you. And he wants you to come back to it. Now this could be dual. I mean, for those of you who are saved already, but you have struggled and you feel like this thing has pushed you away from God and God can't relate with you. You can't relate with God. It looks like your relationship with God is messed up. There's still room. There's still abundance. There's still... God can still do so much more with your life. Some of you feel like I messed up so badly. God can't use me. That's a lie. That's a lie. God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's a lie. I can be used by God. God specializes in using the base things. Paul wasn't the best guy. He was a murderer. He was a present day shekau. But he was the greatest apostle. Because when grace comes on you, he will make the best out of you. And I just want to encourage you. If you think you have that kind of story, you're messed up, you're battered, you're beaten, you're wounded, God is interested in you. You're the one he's looking for. Your mess is your qualification. Did you hear what I said? Your mess is your qualification. God wants to use you. And if you're not born again, this is your first time in church, maybe after many years, you don't even think or know that you're saved. There's salvation in the room. God loves you. God loves you. Every head bowed, eye closed. Father, we thank you because your love is in this room. You're in this room, you know that you're not born again, you're not saved. I want you to just sleep your hand up whilst we're just praying. You know that you're not born again. You know, just sleep those hands up. I can see one hand up already. Just put it up. Keep it up that way. There's two hands up. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you know you're not saved. You know that you don't have that relationship with Jesus. You know, I want to pray with you. Just say after me, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I know that you died for me. I know that you were buried for me and that you rose up on the third day for my justification. I put faith in your finished work and I receive salvation in my heart today. You are my Lord, you are my Savior. And I live for you all the days of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for bringing me out. Thank you for making me one with you. Thank you for calling me your child. Thank you, Father. For in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Father, we thank you because your love is in this place. And everyone here is getting better and better. We are transformed by your love that has flown into our hearts. Great things are said concerning us. Thank you, our Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Can you put your hands together and give God praises? How many of you were blessed this morning? I feel the anointing. Thank you. Warren, I just used my mic. Were you blessed this morning?